Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one-player game. Well, then how come it's a second-player score? <laughs> You're listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Nerdpunk's Second Player Score. Alright, we are back with another episode of Second Player Speaks, the official podcast of Second Player Score. I'm Brian, and we've got Kyle and Dan. I am Kyle. <laughs> I'm Dan. <laughs> and uh, if you listen to the show, you know that we talk about our three favorite subjects. We talk about a rock band or a punk band. We talk about something from pop culture, like a movie or a video game or a TV show. And we talk about and drink beer. Alright. So, <laughs> you, hey, you, I was poised. I was waiting. For yeah, that. you were playing that. That, that was uh, that was good. You premeditated that uh, that move there. <laughs> All right. So we have a lot of cool stuff to talk, to talk about this week. So we'll get uh, we'll get right down to it. And uh, so the band we actually uh, kind of talked about them on the last show a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they are from right here. Uh, I think they uh, they identify as a Portland band, but I think um, one of the guys is from Vancouver. I believe you yeah. said. I think the guitar Maybe? player. Maybe? Okay. Uh, but they are called uh, Veo, right? Yeah, Veo. Veo. V-E-I-O. Uh, and they are a uh, hard rock kind of metal trio, a little different from what we usually talk about, uh, but you know, very, very good. Uh, their name is actually taken from an ancient Etruscan city from, oh. from ancient Italy. Dude. Interesting. Yeah, okay. You know, I was I was interested. In this. I looked that up. Actually, they did an interview where they uh, they had talked about that. So and so I was like Etruscan. Like, what the fuck is this? So I had to look that up. <laughs> I was like, it was ancient Italy. So okay, cool. But uh, yeah, um, they are uh, really fucking good. Like, yeah, really ridiculous. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we talked about them a couple of weeks ago, and like, um, you know, like they record with our engineer yeah. uh, Stefan and you know like so we've kind of heard them before he played some of their stuff for us in the studio but um, yeah just really really good um, yeah. you knew about them for a while right yeah I used to play them on uh, when I used to do Northwest Exposure ah okay uh, oh the Kyle's a bug show yeah I played them all the time on there mm. and uh, and of course they're always really good about um, you know when they're in the studio uh sending out some videos and stuff and so i'd always know when they were in and knew some new stuff was on the way Mm -hmm. you know and i think usually stefan would always have something new for us to hear before it was released you know (laughs) oh yeah they were just in here check this (laughs) out yeah he loves doing that and uh, (laughs) i mean dude like just everything they put out is just ridiculous yeah um i think i originally found out about them because uh what was that place uh what was that place we used to play? I think we played it once, maybe twice. It had the really big stage, really nice stage. Um, uh, it used to be an old strip joint. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that stage. Anyway. anyway, so It was in Gresham, right? They ended up, yeah, yeah. And yep. they ended up playing there, I think, maybe uh, a couple shows after us. And then I think we were even supposed to play a show with them, but we couldn't make that date or something. Really? But anyway... Hmm. I ended up seeing a video that they had taken on stage that night. Someone recorded them. Not a not a long video. It was just, you know, like a couple minutes mm-hmm. of something. And I was like, whoa, what is this? You know, wow. 
I mean, even like, you know, stupid phone video, it's like the, the sound is crap and, and everything, but you could just tell like, oh, this is, this is something different. Yeah, like, yeah. This is really good. And so um, that's when I looked them up. And then I, I think somewhere along there, I ended up discovering that they were being recorded at Interlace. Uh. And, uh, and I was like, what? So that was why the next, the next time we went, to go record, I was like, Stephanie, you know a band named Bill? Oh, yeah, they're here all the time. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to hear their latest stuff? <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, they're, they are, man, they are definitely a step above. Yeah, um, they have uh, two albums out. I guess their debut came out in 2017. It's called uh, Infinite Light, Desperate Shadows. And uh, their second album was in uh, 2020. It's called uh, Vitruvian. And um, they were they were actually or they are were I, I don't know I think they still are part of uh, s- something called Silent Majority Group, which is a record label that is actually a, it's distributed by a major, and they used to have they used to have Candlebox and Paramore and Seven Dust and oh really mm-hmm. yeah wow <laughs> so yep. yeah yeah uh, big time and they have I mean they have like millions of listeners yeah I, you know so they're yeah they're, they're fucking huge um, they uh. And they deserve to be because they sound great. Um, oh yeah, they have the sound mm. to equal the the notoriety. Oh yeah, yeah they've been yeah. compared to Thrice and Tool. Right. Like, even on their um, profile, they're like, "That's some big shoes to fill." Perfect so circle. Yeah, like yeah. Even here's some disturbed in there. Some kind of industrial, like almost goth kind of stuff. It's mm. like right up my alley, dude. It's like <laughs> everything I was listening to late, like early early nineties, late two thousands. It's like, oh, dude. Yeah. yeah like, this is the kind of music we listen to at Pink Cadillac during Noctuary and stuff. Uh-huh. Like DJ Nocturna and all that. And we're like, dude, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So it's cool that they're just, you know, like like they're right from here. Like you said, one guy lives in Vancouver. And yeah. I mean, you know, we actually recorded at the same studio they did. I feel so honored. And they're, <laughs> no, right? and they're one of the only bands I can say for certain uh, made good on the IndiePreneur system. Right, we were talking about that yeah. last time. Now, I think it kind of helps that they... Are so awesome? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this is... I, I mean, it's just... I don't know. I mean, there's so many bands that are awesome, and I feel like all you need to do is get it out there. True, yeah. But for whatever reason, like, uh, like they have, like, the little extra something. Like, I, I don't know. I think... So... You know, there's some bands that, you know, they, they, you warm up to them. And then there's other bands, it's like the second you hear them. Well, they're one of the ones, it's like the second you hear them, you're like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, when you have that, it's so easy to use a system like Indiepreneur. Cause, mm. Because it just basically is designed to get you out there and for people to hear you. And within 10 seconds, they're, they're like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it really works for them because they have that like instantaneous sound. Yeah, you know, it's 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 theirs, but it has similarity to other very popular bands in all the right ways that you want to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, you know, you almost wonder if it's like new tool or something because right. you're like, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know what this is, but I know what the sound is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it works really well for them. And, you know, so, and between that and I think, I think they, uh, you know, they've done really well. I've seen a couple of the videos they've done and, and I think they did it either themselves or maybe with some friends and um, all very simple, but 
really, really well done. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, testaments to what you can do with not a whole lot of money. Yeah. You know, because, um, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, really great band. And, and uh, uh, I, I will not be surprised if at some point these guys are quitting the day jobs if they haven't already. <laughs> no, yeah, they're already on the Billboard rock charts. So Yeah. Yeah, and I think they have been for a little while, actually. Yeah, that Flare of Defiance, it's, it was on there. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And they're only a trio, and they have such a huge sound. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, massive sound. Also, Stefan. Right. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Good yeah. point. But yeah, but yeah. It makes still. our sound huge, and we're like three guys. Right. Too. But, <laughs> exactly. dude, they have that extra layer of, like, grit. Like, th- with that bass tone in there, I'm like, oh, dude, that's sexy. Oh. <laughs> I just yeah. listen to drum and bass all day. Just, just loop that. Yeah. Just loop that. Yep. So um. So yeah. So that is uh. That is Veo from Portland, Oregon. Definitely check those guys out. All right. So we're gonna move on to the uh, pop culture section of the show, and we're gonna be talking about. Uh, you may have heard of this. It's a little. In, it's a little independent film. <laughs> it is <laughs> a actually a little South by Southwest film. You it know, it is actually it, um, the, yeah. the studio that it was on is actually an independent studio. A twenty four. Anyway, it is uh everything, everywhere, all at once. And uh, you may have heard that they were mildly successful at some awards shows recently. <laughs> yeah, they won like a little space astronaut or something. Something or, like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is that we're not talking about them because of all the Oscars. Uh, we're actually talking about them because I kind of mentioned them in passing. Um, I think, you know, after practice was done a couple of weeks ago, uh, just, just that we're just, you know, like randomly mentioning it in relation to something. And I actually thought that in my mind, I was like, Dan has probably seen it. I didn't think Giles has has seen it. Like, it doesn't <laughs> seem like his kind ago. of thing. <laughs> and then like you you're like, oh yeah, I've seen it. Like what? <laughs> like well, cool. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, if for some reason our listeners have not seen everything everywhere all at once, it's a 2022 movie. Um, I, I, it's labeled. It, it's it's all kinds of genres. I've I've saw mm-hmm. it labeled as uh, absurdist dramedy action adventure sci-fi fantasy anyway they did um they had 11 oscar nominations and they won seven which i think is like some kind of record they got like best picture best director best actress best supporting actor best supporting actress best original screenplay and best film editing and even prior to that they got they won a whole bunch of other awards you know golden globes all this kind of stuff i mm-hmm. think supposedly that i think it's the mo- one of the most or if not the most awarded movie of all fucking time <laughs> um and go russo brothers <laughs> they're the producers yeah um and but you know very deserving um like i said if you haven't seen it it is uh it's a it's a multiverse adventure but it's also kind of a family story and it's about this mm. uh you know this um woman who runs like a chinese laundromat kind of thing and um like you know her she has kind of have a, has a clash with her daughter uh, who is gay and um you know a clash with her father and there's kind of you know these, these family dynamics and everything and anyway, to make a long story short, you know, she kind of ends up going on this like multi adventure through the multiverse, to basically to save reality, but also to kind of like in, you know like uh, save her family as as well along the way. So I think they did a real mm. good job of. And I, I've talked I've talked about this before, where like when you have these you know the good stories are like you have your your A plot, which is you know like the the. You know the you know the, the science fictiony part of it, and then you have the B plot, which is the human relationships and the human feelings and all kind. And they did a great, right. they did a masterful job of doing that. They also did a masterful job, I think, of you know like bringing their own spin to the whole multiverse concept. Yep, yep. Because it's not a new. I mean, the multiverse is not a new or unique 
thing. But um, like they actually uh, they they actually uh, started working on the script for the film. I think uh, uh, the Daniels they call them. They're, they're the two the writers. They're like you know their names are Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> they started working on it since uh, 2010, and then like, it took them it took them a long time to develop the story. But and like in the time in the in the time between when they started it and then the time when they actually finished it, they saw all these other multiverse things coming out like Spider Verse and Rick and Morty. And they're like oh shit, like <laughs> people are beating us to this idea. But they did their own really cool take on it in the end, I think, and it turned out really well. Now, when did so you saw it when it first came out or like yeah. Really? Yeah, so, so uh, I think uh, Xfinity had it streaming for free, right? But literally, as soon as, or maybe it was HBO Max, it was one of the two, had it for free. Or maybe both of them. It's, it's weird with Xfinity. Like, they will just randomly toss out these, like, real big movies mm-hmm. that just released for free for, like, a week. And if you catch it, great. If not, eh, too fucking bad. Right, mm-hmm. HBO's like that too. Like every now and again, they'll throw like this really super big movie out, like way before you thought it was going to come out, mm-hmm. and then a week later, it's gone. You know, I think they did that with Dune, but we saw it like literally the second day it came out on HBO Max. What, what made you guys want to watch it? It's not that to me. It doesn't seem like something that's your up your alley. Uh, well, because it was uh, multiverse. It was uh, Rick and Morty shit. Ah, mm-hmm. and okay. so you know, there's uh, probably the one thing I like almost as much as watching horror movies is uh, shrooming. And <laughs> I'm like, if there was ever a movie that oh, would yeah. uh, be set up, I mean, I saw the bit about the hot dog fingers right. and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm shrooming and watching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was my first question. I'm like, I bet you Kyle dropped some shrooms for this. I bet you. Yeah, yeah. I did. And it was fucking, it was an amazing movie. Okay. Okay. I mean, it would have been amazing without the shrooms. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, most people I know probably understand shrooms, but for those that don't, it's not that wildly different. I don't take that much. You know, it's just more of like mood elevating. Right. I think. right yeah. So I just probably enjoyed it a couple levels more than I would have without. Either way, I would have loved this movie no matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really good. And, and yeah, I mean, I typically want to watch horror stuff, but it doesn't mean I don't like other things. Sure, sure. But, um, you know, it's rare that I see something like that and I go, oh, yeah, we got to watch this. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. But so so we just missed it while it was free. It's like, God damn it. Right. But whoever was streaming it um, for like a pay channel was doing a uh, um, like dollar ninety nine for two months kind of thing. Mm. And so we hopped on that. Okay. And so we became members for like two months. And then it just wasn't... Because sometimes, you know, it's you, you start finding that you're watching all the shit on there. It's like, oh, well, it'll probably be worth it just to keep it. But it just wasn't enough. You know, we just... We watched that movie and probably a couple more. And it was kind of nice to have like this extra library to look through, but it was not enough to stay on. Okay. So uh, not for an extra like 15 bucks a month. Right, you yeah. Know. Um, so uh, anyway... But yeah, so we watched it and loved it. Um, I definitely feel like the daughter, like she needs to be like in our group, like hanging out, drinking beers with us. (laughs) Seriously. The character or the actor? Both. Okay. (laughs) Like either way, I'm cool. Like I've seen her in a couple other things 
Like she needs to just hang out and have beers with us, <laughs> right? I mean, she's like seems like someone you would want to just be your friend mm-hmm. and like hang out and talk shit with, right? So she seems very awesome, and uh, uh, and the characters that she plays always i'm i always love the characters mm. like she does so good yeah you know? well and the, the whole cast is fucking amazing. yeah i mean yeah. Oh, know, without dude, a doubt kei kwan he like stole the entire freaking oh, show so yeah. great dude, i mean just him. watching him with like a fanny pack i'm like holy shit <laughs> of all things a fanny pack and he just takes down yep. the entire fucking room yeah. and i'm like dude i forgot this guy can fight like he's been out of the picture for so long i'm like damn short round you got some moves <laughs> right i like, just could not I, and it was so great watching him now as an adult because i mean the last time i saw him he was a kid mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and uh, then he you know just kind of he did a couple movies and then he wasn't really popular anymore he oh just yeah, yeah. Got i was just released up, by yeah, hollywood like yeah. you know how hollywood is it's like uh, well we're done with you mm. you know you were cute as a kid and now we're done See yeah, because he said he was like reading scripts or of like like uh, Asian characters that don't even have a name. It's just like Asian boy one or like <laughs> it's just like God damn it, this is what I'm hooked up with. And then you know, then crazy rich Asians came out and they're like, oh hey, things are turning around and boom, here you go, we got this kind of a movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was cool to see him and and I mean everybody in there was just fucking and awesome. Michelle Yeoh and yeah, yeah. but yeah, uh, and that, uh, the whole thing too about like how they can jump multiverses by doing something very unexpected that was such a cool idea yeah, right <laughs> so i mean like now the whole one of the end fight scenes they're trying like they're trying to prevent this dude from jumping on a dildo and be and to level up himself and oh, yeah. like that's the but, point of this entire plug. let's just be let's just be clear it was a butt plug. <laughs> I was laughing it was too a hard, huge man. Fucking butt plug. <laughs> like, like, whoa! That's the point of this entire fight. Keep this thing out of that guy's ass. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Go, yeah. Cut. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa! Just imagine that, that keeping a straight dude, face. That, just their whole take on how you know the multiverse and how it works, and like with everything bagel. That's just so oh, fucking yeah, that, genius. Oh yeah, totally brought that. Remember Homer Simpson? That was like the design of the universe. Kind of, sh- it ended up looking like a donut. Mm. Uh, and I'm like, yo, there's some truth. There's some science behind. This. Well, and isn't like, the 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 whole there, there's a Rick and Morty episode where it's kind of similar to the you 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 made things happen by like the absurdity of what you were about to do. Hmm. I can't remember which one. Yeah, it was, but, yeah. But yeah, it was like, well, the only way to make things affect change here is to do something that you would never do. Right. Yeah. You know, and uh, and some oh, it was something. It was the one where they kept splitting universes or something. Oh like yeah, that. And, that, and that weird scrote looking meatball guy was right. like the inter- <laughs> inter- interdimensional the time, time cops. cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, the funny thing too is like it, it came out right when the the movie came out right about when my uh, the sixth book of the Joe Suzuki series. I was thinking that was too. coming out, and that is a multiverse story. Mm-hmm. And you know, I actually you know I've developed that independently of you know all these other things. So I had, I had kind of the same ideas when all, when all this multiverse stuff was coming out. I was like, oh man, <laughs> now the multiverse is popular. It's gonna look like I'm just kind of jumping on the bandwagon. But I actually been writing it for like the <laughs> longest. I actually had the concept for you know for the longest time, just like these guys. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, hey, you know that's fine. You know, I'll be part of the whole wave of mm-hmm. uh, multiverse stuff so you know so i guess my timing was actually was actually pretty good yeah well the proof is there the 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 book is already published where you started doing it so it's like boom (laughs) yeah yeah already got it down (laughs) so and it works it works to your advantage because more people now understand what a multiverse is right true you know yeah but uh yeah 
hot dog fingers. What else was awesome? The, the googly eyed rocks. That was oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and that they were actually like having a conversation. Yeah, and it was a long ass uh, scene which yeah. is with the googly with right? the googly eyed rocks. It was. Uh, uh, I loved the the fact that you know Curtis's character like falls in love with. Uh, mm. Shell's character and, yeah. and like the way that that all transpired and um, I don't know it was just I, everything about it and of course like the ending where um, you know they break down the daughter and she finally like like comes back together with her family and stuff mm. so yeah I don't know it was really interesting because if, if you would have just taken the B part and made it into a movie I'd have been like Ah, I don't want to watch this sappy fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when you when you mix it in with everything going on on the A part of this, man, it works so good. It's like, oh, you guys snuck that in on me. You like wrapped it in some sugar to to make the medicine <laughs> yeah. go down easier. Yeah, yep. yeah exactly. Right? That's the that's the formula. Yeah. It really so. makes you think about everyone else you know and stuff. It's like in a multiverse, I could be your Labrador. I mean, like it. Like how are we related to each other in other universes? Mm-hmm. And they're just like that's mind blowing to think of. Like we could be like literally like related like brothers kind of thing, or like we can just be goldfish in a bowl somewhere. Right. You know? <laughs> yep, yep. So yeah, okay. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, winning all every award in sight as well, <laughs> and very uh, very deserving of it. So uh, so check that out. I'm not sure if it's. Uh, I don't know. Like I actually, I rented it. I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's available for like free streaming on nah, something. You gotta buy it. I think we tried to watch it again last night. And oh yeah. Like upgrade your Paramount Plus account. I'm like, there's a tier in this. No. I mean, I'm not gonna pay <laughs> another tier. And like, yeah. Uh, give so. it. A, give it another couple of months. Yeah, yeah. Then it'll be on some. Yeah. Showtime some service, has it by the balls right now. It's they're not letting go. Okay. But yeah. in the meantime, if you want to watch it now, yeah, I mean, you can just rent it for like five bucks or something. So. All right. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. Check that out. And moving on to the beer, uh, I brought the beer. It's by uh, it's it's from Mac and Jacks, which is uh right right up in Redmond, Washington, and uh, it is the uh, Log Boom Pale Ale. And uh, by the time w- this episode will be published on the first day of spring, and so when I saw this, it said uh, Log Boom is uh, sunshine in a can, and I bought it yesterday on Saturday when it was nice and sunny out. So I thought, okay, well you know that I think that'll be a That'll be an appropriate beer to do for this week's show, and uh, you know, and Mac and Jacks is very good. So, uh, yeah, that it is. Mm. So, I had only known Mac Ooh. and Jacks for their what the is it a black and tan? I think that's the one I drink. I had only ever known them for that, mm-hmm. and uh, and then recently, like I well, recently being like within the last year. Uh, I have seen, I think, three other beers by them. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess black and tan isn't it for these guys. But yeah, for for like years, that's all I knew that they made. Hmm. And uh, I didn't even know where they were from. I didn't realize that they were like right here in the Pac Northwest. And so uh, I didn't really know anything about them other than that they were very popular for this one beer. So um, yeah, it's good to actually taste something else that they do and they are well surprisingly they are equally as good in these (laughs) other offerings as they are in their black and tan which is also amazing this is actually really refreshing yeah yeah good kind of like how like a japanese beer hits you Mm -hmm. it's like wow i i'm ready to mow the yard like give me a chore dude (laughs) right yeah 
I wonder right. why why is it called log boom? Any guesses as to why? Like, what is what does that mean? Log boom. Absolutely no clue no whatsoever. Idea. <laughs> okay. I, I have no no idea. But uh, they do a really good job in this pale ale because you know I I think I think unfortunately you know with the whole IPA movement like pale ales got kind of aced out of what they were. Mm. And so they just started also getting more hoppy and more hoppy and more hoppy. And so, like, pale ales now taste like some of the IPAs several years ago, mm-hmm. you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, here, this one tastes like pale ale, yeah. you know? It tastes like a beer with some hoppiness, but it doesn't make me think that I'm just drinking an IPA that they mislabeled. Mm-hmm. So, so what is the main difference between a pale ale and an India pale ale? Okay. So I'm going to give you the story. Okay. Okay. Well, we, we heard the story about India pale ale yeah. before. but like, Well, that's exactly it. But in making it, what was, the, what was the difference in making, like, you just put more hops? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. I mean, it started out as a mistake and ended up becoming, like, this whole new beer. Right. Okay. Okay. You I know. That. So mm. it's just... So, the origins are that it got created by uh, a double batch of hops. Like, the brewer did forgot that he had added hops, so he added hops again. Mm-hmm. And so, you got this double batch, and everything goes from there. So, that's basically it. You're just looking for, like, an IBU level of a certain amount. But since, since of course, um, if you have a much higher IBU target, you can also afford more hops, which means you can... You have more to play with. Uh, so a lot of these IPAs, you get a lot of these different like blends and flavors and stuff that you might not get in a pale ale. I mean, they do plenty of mixation with the pale ales too. Mm. I just think you have more room with the IPA because you have a lot more IBUs to mess with. Right. You know? So um, so anyway, uh, but this tastes like a pale ale. Tastes like a beer with hops. Mm-hmm. And... A, a a nice amount. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like like before I got into drinking IPAs, I would have drank this. I would have been cool with it. It would have been at the at the top of my uh willingness to drink. Um <laughs> as far as bitterness goes. Uh-huh. But I would have enjoyed it. Right, like it yeah. still tasted like beer without like a bunch of pine needles. Mm-hmm. You know, but now that I mean I've been drinking IPAs for so long and like my tolerance is like so much higher. Right. Just, just tastes like you know. Oh, it's a good pale ale. It's very nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah and it's super smooth too. Yeah, the website doesn't say why it's called a log boom, but it it just describes how good it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how your log uh, booms pr- notes. It's uh, it's probably it's probably something that they use. You know, I've heard logging old, towns maybe old timey days when uh, you know they had fucking. You know, you'd send the logs down the river and shit like that, mm. you know, like 1800s. And mm. there's a log boom is probably like, I don't know, some piece of equipment. Maybe it's the whatever they used. You know, you ever see them, the guys that would ride the the logs down the river and they would have that long stick yeah, yeah. To, to like guide them and keep them from falling off and push pushing them and, and all that. That's Maybe it's that log boom, you know. 
So yeah, sounds like a reasonable like reasonable yeah, guess. Pack Northwest. I mean, it's all logging anyway. Yeah, they're just probably like, <laughs> yeah. hey, what's 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 uh, what's Pacific Northwesty? Well, I mean, we logging towns around here. What about those things that they used to push the logs around with? <laughs> a log boom. Call it that. There you, there go. you go. All right. Yeah. See, <laughs> boom. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yep. And uh, so that is the uh, log boom pale ale from Mac and Jacks. And well, that's the end of another episode of Second Third Speed. It really was. Uh, we are Second Pair Score. We are a band, but we are more than a band. We're a, uh, we're a punk rock band and multimedia production team based here in Vancouver, Washington. And uh, we have a whole bunch of other projects going on. Um, Kyle is a DJ, internet radio DJ on 99wnrr.com uh, every Thursday from 2 to 4, 2.30 to 4. Uh, where he Pacific. Play- Pacific, where he plays uh, punk rock from... Here and around the world, uh, Dan is our uh, Twitch streamer where he plays uh, video games for fun and profit at twitch.tv slash second player score. Um, I am the author of the Joel Suzuki series of books. You can find that at joelsuzuki.com, uh, w- which has a multiverse uh, a chapter in it, number six, <laughs> the sixth book. Uh, and collectively, we have a bunch of other stuff, like we have our glorified comic book series that you can find at Indie Planet and Global Comics. Beer. Um, oh, Kyle is also a brewer and a um, very good one. Uh, we have uh, um, unproduced movie and TV scripts. Although one of the scripts, uh, we've talked about this before, we are kind of on the road, I think, maybe to possibly getting it produced. Um, I don't know if I talked about this on the last show, but uh, we re- I rewrote it from scratch, <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a long story. To uh, behind that, if you want to know more about that story, you can go to my blog at bryantashima.blogspot.com. And the last couple of weeks, I wrote entries about more about what this is, what the project is, and um, kind of like what how it's how it's been evolving, and how it might be getting closer to actually getting produced. So we're kind of excited about that. Uh, if you are in the Vancouver, Washington, or Portland, Oregon area, preferably Vancouver, but you know if you're from Portland, fine. <laughs> Dan's from Portland. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but if you are my avocado toast, leave me alone. <laughs> Whatever, Morty. If you are in this area and you have any kind of like, if you're an actor or a, um, a filmmaker or a makeup artist or any kind of like skills related to, to the production of like you know movies or TV shows or anything like that, and you are interested maybe in possibly working with us on this project. Let us know because uh, we want to produce it with as much local talent as possible, and um, you know it's 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 going to be a thing where kind of it's we're, we're going to highlight the community, spotlight the community, and kind of make you know try and put Vancouver, Washington, uh, on the map as sort of like a you know uh, if not the beer mecca, maybe a beer mecca, and maybe something other than the other Vancouver. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, so hit us up. Um, you know, we're we're gonna we try to put together a team here shortly. I think so. Uh, so more details as they progress. But also, you know, again, check out my blog if you want to get more details about that. So um, and also check us out at secondplayerscore.com. You know, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Blah blah blah. Um, and so I guess uh, that's it. We're gonna be. Um, oh, by the way, we're also um, going back into boot camp. <laughs> if you haven't heard. Uh, boot camp is where we uh, we practice and get ready to hit the studio, and it turn, so it turns out we're going to be hitting the studio um, shortly uh, in May, and so we're we're going to be uh, preparing to record the final suite, the summer suite 
of our upcoming album 4D. So we're going to be on a, like an every other week schedule for the podcast for the time being. But uh, we'll finally be done. We'll finally yeah, be done dude, with album number before four. before COVID. I mean, come on. <laughs> right, right. And then we even recorded an EP in the middle of it for a completely for different, different thing. Yeah. It's been a long road, but we the end is in sight. And uh, so we will be working on that. Uh, so we'll be here. We'll be back in two weeks. So, uh, so thanks for listening, and we will see you then. See you. Okay, see you. Aloha. You've been listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Second Player Score. Don't you know the world can-